We bless you this morning. We thank you where two or three are gathered. You're right here in our midst. Father, thank you for taking us out of the flesh and bringing us into the Spirit. We dwell in you, Holy Ghost. We pray in other tongues. We keep ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues will keep you in the Spirit. So you can walk out the things of the Spirit and not the flesh. Just like Paul the Apostle. Who said, I pray in tongues more than y'all. Thank you, Father. We stir up the joy. We stir up the gifts. We stir up our faith. Praying in the unknown tongue. And we profess your church is on the move. We are not a sleeping church. We are not a sleeping remnant. But we are the remnant that takes the promised land, takes this nation back, and keeps on moving, even though the enemy is insistent on lulling the church to sleep. Father, we wake up, we have eyes to see and ears to hear, and we are moving forward, taking new territory and standing. Taking new territory and standing. Hunkering down, but always progressing, always moving forward one step at a time for the kingdom. I got a share word this morning. I saw a train while we were worshiping. <laughs> and, the, and the wheels were trying to spin and it was in the ice. And it was in the snow. And it was slipping. The wheels were slipping. And the Lord was saying, even though you've been slipping, some people have been slipping, we're moving. And you're moving. And you're moving forward. So don't let the enemy have the advantage and try to tell you you ain't moving. But the train has taken off. Amen. It has left the building. And we are moving forward. Amen. Saith the Lord. Amen. Praise God forever. So we are a freight train that cannot be stopped. You know, once that train gets started, it takes about maybe 86 angels to try to stop that thing. <laughs> they excel in power and in might. But uh, you can't stop a train. Man can't stop a train. Praise Jesus forever, and we are on the move. So say, that's me. <laughs> Praise God, I'm alive, <laughs> and I'm on the move. I pray in the Spirit. And heaven moves. And I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Say, I stay in His timing. I stay in my line, my purpose, my formation. And I don't try to do someone else's job. Say, I'm perfect because He's perfect. Say, I'm perfect. He made me perfect. I'm complete in Him. <laughs> the head of all principality and power. Say, I honor Him. And I honor myself. Say, I take good care of myself. I'm His treasured possession. Amen forever. <laughs> you know, that's the key to longevity, taking good care of yourself. Amen? you got to have time just for you. Amen? So I just declare over you this week and over us here, under the sound of my voice, that this is going to be an easy week for you. Lord's going to give you rest this week. Just watch and see. You just flow with the Holy Ghost and it'll be a nice, peaceful, easy week. And we're going to see victory after victory. For the prayers have been done. The prayers have been accomplished. We have agreed. And now we're going to see the results. Amen forever. So Father, we bless this land of America, land of the free, home of the brave. We bind any foul 
work of the enemy to try to steal elections, steal ballots, excess votes. We bind those maneuvers now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bless you for taking over our land with a red wave that represents the blood of Jesus upon this nation. We worship you. We count it done. And we are eager to see it before you return. The take back of our land. You're coming back for a glorious church. And we're blessed to be a part of this in-day revival. Thank you, Father. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Well, turn around and hug someone if you can. Hug you online. We love you. Happy Sunday to y'all. Thanks for joining us. Diana, we bless your ministry and orphanage. Leave the blood of Jesus over you in Uganda and them. Bless you. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Brother Jim. Thanks for coming. Amen, amen. Thanks, Arthur. Well played. Your songs have a way of sticking with me during the week. I sing them in your voice, <laughs> that tone. It's wonderful. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to look at some of the Gospels today because we're sent to preach the Gospel, and Jesus was the Gospel, the good news. So we're going to go through his letters, the, the Gospels. There's a lot of his letters in the Gospels. He speaks a lot through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and especially in the book of Revelation, too. I try going to bed with that playing every night because it's just chock-filled with Jesus, Steve. <laughs> Praise God forever. So I love words in red. Say, words in red win. And praise Jesus. We're seeing a red wave, so we ought to get in the, the words of red too. Amen? Yeah. It's time for Jesus. It's time for Jesus to come back. But before he does, he's igniting us. Amen? Yeah. We're going to welcome him just like Elijah, just like John the Baptist, you know, prepared the way for his coming. Well, there's a remnant that's going to prepare his way. Amen? For his coming back. And we're getting close. <laughs> Things are heating up. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> you were made to outlast the enemy. You were made to endure till the end. And we're going to see great things. Good things are on the horizon, says the Lord. Good things are on the horizon. Praise God. Just keep your eyes on the horizon. Remember Elijah with Gazi, or was it Elisha? He said, go out on the cliff and look over the horizon. You know, tell me if there's a cloud coming. But he always kept his servant's eyes on the horizon, looking forward, looking out for the move of God. So we keep our eyes ahead, amen? Fixed ahead on what's coming, amen? Not what was. Not even what is, but what's ahead. And good things are ahead. Amen. Good things are on the horizon. And they're coming to pass. Amen. Does that bear witness with your spirit? Good things are. Not your head. Your head can get cluttered. Amen. <laughs> your spirit. Does that bear witness with your heart? Your real man. Where the truth is. The good things are ahead. Say the best is yet to come. And it's coming now. Because <laughs> time is sped up. Amen. Here am I. Say, here am I. Lord, use me like never before. Show me what my part is until the end. Amen. Praise God. So let's start with Zacchaeus. Anyone remember that little song? It's found in Luke 19. 
Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. You know the rest? <laughs> Someone's got it. It's a children's ministry song, right? <laughs> Galen's going to sing it for us next week. Okay, Luke 19. <laughs> oh, we had a great night of worship, first night. Five salvations, one withered hand healed just outside the building. And um, I, we did our job. My purpose of that meeting was right before the elections. And come to find out, just flowing with the Holy Ghost, elections opened the next day at the Laguna Hills Community Center for early voting. And we got in there the night before, amen, and spoke things and declared things and prayed over that ground, amen? So praise Jesus, right on time. That was the purpose, really, of, of that night of worship, to go before the elections when everyone has their ballots before Election Day on November 8th and just prophesy and declare some things and agree some things over this election. So praise, praise Jesus. It was a good success. And the next one, not during the holidays, I couldn't book it. The next one's going to start the new year, January 20th. And we're going to shoot for the, the last Friday of every month. I'm claiming favor with that place. They're like, I can't give you every Friday. I said, yes, you can. <laughs> we're the church. And the more of us who show up, I think they'll be swayed in our direction. <laughs> There's only two of them at the front desk. Just saying. <laughs> Praise God. Say, we outnumber them two to one. <laughs> you outnumber the enemy two to one. Praise Jesus. So we have the final say. We have the final word. Good morning in the back. <laughs> we have a celebrity with us back there. <laughs> Hi, Miss Danielle. Hi, Japheth. Love you guys. Mean it. <laughs> Bless y'all. Okay, uh, uh, Luke 19. Jesus comes to the wee little man's house, Zacchaeus. If you think you're small, God's going to use you. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a wee little man, <laughs> a chief tax collector, and he was rich. See, Jesus visited the rich too. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. There it is, wee little man. Short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Just handpicked people, didn't he? Jesus. Just handpicked them. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Received the word of God. Because Jesus only spoke the things his father spoke. So he received the word, right? So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus, well, isn't that the only way to reach the world? Is to talk to them? <laughs> you can't reach the lost without having a conversation. Amen? Say, I'm a good conversationalist. I'm not afraid to talk to strangers. I rebuke what my parents said. <laughs> I'm not afraid to talk to strangers. I will talk to strangers. I went up, it was four of them, four gals. They were probably 13 to 16 years old with a piece of pizza at our night of worship. They were all sitting on the bench when I came out. And I said, you guys want some pizza? And they said, yeah! <laughs> I said, we're going to have a pizza the last Friday of every month. Come back. And I said, you guys, you girls live in the area? They said, yeah. I said, you go to church in the area? Some of them looked at each other. Kind of. <laughs> you know, if you're, <laughs> they were Hispanic. 
And if you're Hispanic, you've been Catholic at least once. <laughs> and I said, you go to church there? Kind of. I said, well, let me ask you a question. I gave them pizza. It opened the door. They knew I weren't there. They hurt them in the middle of the night. I looked nice, right? <laughs> Wasn't wearing a Jason mask. Let me ask you a question. If you died tonight, would you go to heaven? <laughs> I'm nice, right? I said, if you died tonight, would you go to heaven? I'm not saying this is going to happen. But if you died tonight, would you go to heaven? And some said, yeah, I think so. And I said, well, what would you say to God if he asked you, why should I let you in? And then they, they got puzzled. They looked at each other for answers. They didn't have one. I said, well, let me share this with you. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. And whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, they said, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me. I believe Jesus died for me. All four in unison. It was like harmony. It was wonderful. It even had a good pitch to it. <laughs> a good song. I believe Jesus died for me and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. And then they started laughing. The joy of the Lord hit them. Immediately, the middle girl started laughing. I said, that's the joy of the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit. And I said, now I'm going to pray over you. I said, Father, bless them with wealth and riches. And bless them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet with healing. And the Spirit hit them. And you know when the Holy Ghost shows up, right? It's just calm. It's peaceful. We just spread a little bit, well, of the kingdom into that little part of earth over there. Amen. And just transform darkness with light on our way out. And all it took was two slices of pizza. <laughs> Amen. That's it. To open their heart to receive Jesus. Just one little token of love and affection. Hey, someone wants to feed me. Amen. That was our plan from ordering 10 pizzas at Whole Foods. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> so back to Zacchaeus. <laughs> he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. He was rich. He could do that. Fourfold. Wow. He became clean. Just one contact with Jesus. One contact with the Word Himself. Changed his whole manner of life. From collecting to giving. From collecting to giving. From living to get, from living to give. Just one occasion with the Master Himself. Amen. He'll flip the switch for you too, if He hasn't already. Just like He did for us. You have to see yourself rich to give. You have to know you're born again and transform and start from where you're at. And just keep sowing your way up, amen, into being rich. Being rich. That's part of the gospel. Preach the gospel, he said to the poor, that you don't have to be poor no more. <laughs> Second Corinthians 8, 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Jesus was rich, he was a perfect Jew. He had to be. That's illegal not to be. <laughs> amen? It's illegal not to be rich if you're Jewish. It doesn't line up. That's why they memorized this. The first five books by the age of 13. They were rich. They knew they were rich. You can't take riches from a Jew. It's their inheritance. They shouldn't be taken from you. Amen. What's my point? Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the, the, the grace 
of our Lord Jesus, our Lord, say my Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became, say my sake, he became poor on the cross. He was made poverty. He was made lack. He was made the curse. That for your sake, say my sake, <laughs> that I might be made rich. He became poor. He became poverty for my sake, that I might become rich. There's a clause in there, might become. So it's up to you to become rich, now that he's freely given it to you. Now you've got to work. Now you've got to do what you've got to do. What he's called you to do, only you can do. So go do it. Get to it. Amen. Hop to it and do it. <laughs> Remember that song? One, two, three. Must have been this time. <laughs> Every one of us is weird in our own way. <laughs> Praise God. Say, I'm unique. I'm uniquely made. No one else can be me. So I'm going to be all the me I can be. No matter what. I will not let anyone talk me out of being me. Amen. Say, I know what gender I am. <laughs> I will not let anyone talk me out of being me. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm not a woman. I'm not going to allow anyone to talk me out from being what I am. And neither should you. Hold your ground. You know who you are. <laughs> Amen. If you have Jesus, you now know who you are. Amen. He has illuminated you. Praise Jesus. So he gave back fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today, say today. today. Another verse says, Today is the day of salvation. Today salvation has come to this house. Because he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Here's Jesus' mission statement. He said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Hey, you think if it's Jesus' mission statement, it's ours, the church? We have come, say that with me, I have come, I have come. to seek and to save that which was lost. So the Savior is working through you now. To seek, to go after. Jesus went after these men. He handpicked them because he went after them. He saw them in the Spirit, then he went after them, right? Then they came after him. Amen. To seek and to save that which was lost. If you're taking notes, it's a quest and a conquest. A quest and a conquest. That was Jesus' quest, and it was his conquest. He fulfilled that with his time on earth, and so should we. To seek and to save that which was lost. Now go to Big John with me, the Gospel of John. Big John, not little John in the back, but Big John in the middle. The Gospel of John. And go with me to John chapter 3. I love seeing Jesus talk with the religious folks of the day. Because there's a lot of religious Christians still who don't have the Holy Ghost. Who need to still get filled with the Holy Ghost to comprehend fully the Word of God. Amen? <coughs> You can't understand the word that's written by the Holy Ghost without having the author, without having the Holy Ghost. I know that's how it was for me. What does this mean? <laughs> and then when I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the word opened up for me. I know that's how it was for Smith Wigglesworth, for other ministers who were then raised Baptist and then baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the word in their ministries just took off because they saw for the first time what the Holy Ghost was trying to say to them. Amen. 
But here in John 3, and I love these words, they're just words of the Spirit, words of Christ, words in red. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Jesus was personable. He dealt one-on-one with men and women, just like we should, one-on-one. Amen. We go out on our day. Isn't it great to just love on someone? You have them all alone at the check, check stand. There's just one cashier, one checker, and you got them one-on-one. That's your chance to just shine on them, to just love on them. How's your day? Sometimes we're so, the devil moves us to be busy so much, busyness, <laughs> that we don't have time to talk. That's not Jesus. He always had time to talk to others. It was his quest and his conquest to seek and to save the lost. So therefore, it's ours too. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. There was a man of the Pharisees, that's the religious sect of the day, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. It's high up. Jesus talked and kind of highlighted people who were in position, didn't he? So that they could influence those under him. Went for the head, amen? Go for the head. Go for the White House. Go for the president. Amen. Go right to the head, amen? And get all of them underneath him. Like Elon Musk. Get Elon Musk. Get everyone underneath them. Amen? Praise Jesus. That's the way to do it. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to those men. Amen. Glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. A ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, teacher, he acknowledged him as teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's our mission statement for the ministry. Empowering others to spread the kingdom of God on earth. Empowering others to spread the kingdom of God on earth. But you have to be born again to even see the kingdom. So you can't see, they can't even see the kingdom. Because their eyes are still blinded by the enemy until they're born again. So that's the greatest gift. That's why Jesus came. The greatest miracle that can take place is salvation. Being born again. Then they can see healings for them. Then they can see prosperities for them. Then they can see they're not a worm stuck in the mud going to hell. They can see the light because they're now born again. Now they can see the kingdom. Now you can give them the word. Amen? Well, we got to get them born again to see. Otherwise, they're still blinded. They won't see the word you're even giving them. Amen? We got to get them born again. Praise God. The scripture says at the entrance of your Lord of your word bringeth light. So we use the word as our weapon to help them see, right? It's the sword of the spirit. It's light itself, the word that'll cut through that darkness. We got to give them the word. Just like the Romans wrote, just three verses, cut it down, go rent right to their heart, cut off the blinders, and then they receive Christ. And now they can see the kingdom. That means they can see the king because he's the one ruling his kingdom. And when you see the king, you'll never go back. If you have a personal encounter with Jesus, eh, you can't be shaken. Once you meet the king of kings face to face like Paul the Apostle, there was no going back for Paul. Even though his promise from God was, in every city you enter, you will have hardship, persecution, and affliction. Yes, sir. (laughs) I will show you what it means to suffer for my name. How would you like that promise? (laughs) Even with that promise from God, there was no turning back for Paul. Because he met one-on-one, face-to-face with Jesus. Jesus intervened in his life for his people. And it's our job to intervene in people's lives. 
for him. If we don't intervene, nothing's going to change. If they don't stop at us, if they don't run into us, they're going to go on the same way, just down. But they got to hit us. They got to hit this wall. They got to hit the word that's in us and the anointing that's in us. They got to hit him in us. Amen. Face to face. Just think of that privilege. You have the privilege to bring Jesus face to face with someone. When they look in your eyes, they see him. Have you noticed? When people look in your eyes, what? Huh? There's something new there. There's something different. They're drawn to looking at you. They're drawn to looking in your eyes. Because the kingdom's in you and they see it. They see a glimpse. And the word will help them take those blinders off. I see the king. Wow. He reigns in men. He reigns in people. He reigns in his church, in his body. What a privilege to give Jesus to the world. Amen. What an honor that he chose you and me to represent him as a good ambassador. Have you ever seen ambassadors on Google from other kings, other kingdoms of the world? How they send ambassadors out before the king to represent the king? Well, now you're an ambassador for Christ, the Bible says. So you ought to look just like him. You ought to smell just like him. Amen. You ought to talk just like him. We're ambassadors of the king. We have to represent him. That's what you are. That's a high calling, right? That means I got to keep myself together. <laughs> I can't let myself fall apart or slip back. Because when someone looks at me, they're looking in on him. Amen. You gotta look good. You gotta talk good. Otherwise, we're just horrible representatives. And no one's gonna trust a king whose representative isn't fit to the nines and sent by the king himself. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Say, I look good. <laughs> it's good to look good. <laughs> Amen. Say, I'm looking better each day. Say, I'm working out my salvation <laughs> with fear and trembling. Say, I can always grow. I can always get better. Tomorrow is a new day for me. I'll make it count. Amen. So we're in authority of these vessels. We're in possession of these bodies. We're in authority of our lives. Amen. And Jesus gave us orders. Jesus gave us his word. He gave us his spirit to do all he can to help us. Amen. Live for him. Praise Jesus. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one's born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews of that day, said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He's just natural. There's no Holy Spirit here. It hasn't been poured out on all flesh yet. Jesus hadn't died yet. He's just in the natural, the natural mind, the natural way of thinking. How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he crawl back into his mother's womb and come out again? Is what he's saying. His mom may not even be here. So how can that? I don't see how that's possible. And have you raised that question with, with your meathead? <laughs> I don't see how that's possible. Well, because you're trying to see it with your mind, just like Nicodemus. I don't, but down here you see it. You see the dream. You can see the vision. You can see your purpose. You see the plan. That's why we got to be spirit-led, not head-led. Because our heads will deceive us, but our spirits can never lie. It's the spirit of truth in you. You've been made the spirit of truth. 
Now you're truthful. The real you. Amen. Can't be damaged, the new man. It's made in the same exact image and likeness. Can't be possessed, the new man. Devil can't live where God is. Look at heaven. <laughs> Amen. You can't live where God is. Praise Jesus. Can he enter into his mother's womb a second time and come out again? <laughs> Talking about natural childbirth again. But Jesus is clearly speaking in words and spirit. Until you receive the Holy Ghost, they don't sound like spirit. But they are. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, again I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, and the spirit... Okay, so we see two baptisms here. Jesus talked about water baptism, baptize them into the name, and baptism into the spirit. New birth in the name, new birth in the spirit. Jesus himself said this, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Where did they come from? Where did Cher just appear from? <laughs> to give her this word at the police department. <laughs> at community center, at town hall. Where did she come from? Where is she going? They can't understand it. Where you came from? Where you're headed? You're led by the Holy Ghost, amen? Led by the Holy Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Help me here, Jesus. <laughs> How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel? Uh-oh. <laughs> we got a teacher problem in the school district. We got to get this guy born again fast. Because he ain't know what the heck he's teaching. <laughs> Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know. Always said what his father said. We. See, when you speak, it should be we. We speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. You're never alone. You're speaking on behalf of God. God's right there with you. And you... <laughs> Do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you spiritual or heavenly things? No one has ascended. I don't know about you, but with my walk with Christ, when I received Christ, came back to the Lord in 2001, when I was 21. And um, <laughs> the first thing God instructed me to do was tithe. That's where my Christian walk began. And I was working at Big Train Coffee Company in Foothill Ranch, California. And I tied my first check in customer service, working full-time there, of $300. I tied that. I got promoted to inside sales the next week. And $3,000 came in. That's the first thing God showed me, was tithing. That's where my Christian walk began. And I talked to a lot of Christians, and that's where their walk began. Faithful with the natural things. Now I can progress you into the spiritual things. See, he just said, if I tell you of natural things, which money is a natural substance, and you don't believe me on how to do it, how can I 
further explain the kingdom, the spiritual things, if you're not even faithful to what's natural. So that's usually where he tar- starts people, is in natural things they can put their hand to, to progress in the kingdom of God. Amen. And then it turns into spirit. And then you're in heaven. You're in the kingdom. Wow. <laughs> How large this place was. And I took natural steps to get here in the spirit. Amen. So God always works with the natural because he created it. It's of God. Your body's of God. It's a spiritual vessel now. Because he's a spirit. And everything you created was touched through the spirit. Amen. So money can be spiritual. It's in the word. If God touches it through your tithe, it's now blessed. Amen. And it'll multiply. And it'll grow. These are tithers right that we should know. I'm a tither. I should know these things. He progresses it to greater things and greater things. But if you can't be faithfully said in that which is least, money, how can he entrust the true riches of heaven to you? There's over 2,350 verses on money, how to handle it, more than any other subject. If you can't be faithfully said in which is least, how can he entrust the Holy Ghost to you? How can he entrust a word of wisdom for someone else to you? How can he trust you? What have you done to build his trust consistently? That's why he starts me at tithing. It's easy. It's 10% on every dollar. I give back to God. Faithful a little, ruler over much. Now he can entrust me with people. If I can't handle money, I'll never be able to handle people. Amen. It's the little things that count. What you do daily. You open up your Bible every day. The daily habits, the daily things that matter most. Natural things becoming spiritual. Amen. So God always uses the natural, doesn't he? Sherry's had many words here of natural things you can see to represent heavenly things you cannot yet see. Amen. The word became flesh, natural, and dwelt among us so that we can see heavenly things. But it all starts in the flesh. That's why he created this. It's just a shadow, a working, a temporary period of those things which are to come. Amen. He knows if you can use your faith to create things on earth, you can use your faith to create kingdoms in the ages to come. It's training ground. It's just temporary. But he uses natural things to bring you into spiritual things. Amen. God created this place. They're his. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Therefore, he uses it to teach us. Amen. To bring us into spiritual things. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe them, how will you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. These are Jesus' words. For God so loved the world, say the world, not just me, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's life that everlasts the enemy. That's life that extends through this life. 
That's everlasting life. Life in full, life abundantly that can outlast any situation, trial, test, adversity, or trouble. This is everlasting life that you and me have now entered into through Jesus the Son. And he called himself the Son of Man. Amen. Again, natural things. Receiving a natural human can bring you into heaven. Mm -hmm. Amen forever. Receiving a natural pastor, a natural minister, a natural man or woman on earth can enlighten you. But you have to receive them first. That's why he spoke the word everywhere he, he went. To build trust. To build faith. Faith is trust. Amen. So he built faith before people could believe on him. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him. That includes Joe Biden. That's a whoever. Whosoever shall believe in him. That includes Gavin Newsom. Whosoever believes on him. That includes Nancy Pelosi. Whosoever, right? Believes on him. Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son or you and me. Ready? You're a saint. You're a sent one. He did not send you to earth. He did not create you new. He did not create you again. You're now born again. Into the world to condemn the world or anyone in it. I ain't condemning Joe Biden. I'm not his God. I ain't condemning Nancy Pelosi. She's not on her way to hell. I'm not here to declare that. Neither was Jesus. He said, I have come to set you free. The world. The world. you got to be careful, patriots. Because if you get unforgiveness in your heart, you're off the plan of God. If you have bitterness and offense toward your heart, toward anyone, the devil's using you. You may kill someone. And you sow and you reap, you end up killing yourself. Jesus said, he who lives by the sword shall die by it. That's sowing and reaping, right? But he's clear. If offense or unforgiveness is in your heart, the devil has you. And you're being used by him. Why is it so hard to lay down our lives? We didn't create them. Everything I have didn't come from me. It came from him. But Jesus laid down his life. And he said, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. And I call you friend if you do what I say. He was the example. He was the sample son. He laid down his life for the world. And we're here because of it. I received it. I received his sacrifice. And now he's called us to do our same. I don't care if I die. I know where I'm headed. Amen. Someone gave me clothes the other day and said, and then, uh, and then said, I can't wear them. They're a dead man's clothes. He passed away. I said, oh no, he's not dead. He's in heaven. He was a believer. He's still alive. He's watching me wear his shoes to preach in. <laughs> he's watching me wear his sneakers that were brand new to work. We're encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses that are watching you. Are they well pleased? <laughs> Nudging you in the right direction? Get off that path. Get off the fence. You can't have a fence in your heart and the Holy Ghost at the same time. 
You got to cleanse yourself for him to come in. Amen. I will not live in offense. I refuse to do it. To the point where I can't allow any thoughts of offense to keep myself clean. Because if there's offense, your faith ain't working. Your love's not working. No faith, no results. And we're called to what? Live by faith. Which means if there's offense still in your life from the past, you ain't really living. Amen. It's a powerful subject that Jesus taught on over and over again. Your faith will not work with unforgiveness in your heart. You have to forgive to set yourself free. To be used by the King who forgave all men for all time. Everlasting life. Amen. Yeah, evil's evil. I hate it. But it all comes from the devil. So I know where to put the blame. Amen. We bind those spirits. We take up our authority. Like we did on Wednesday, a night of worship in new territory. We take up our authority. Amen. Claim the blood of Jesus over this land. Cast the devil off of it. And bless men. And get them born again. Last and outlast into the end. Outlast in the devil. He comes with attacks. We should come with greater attacks birthed in love. Birthed in the spirit. God himself. Amen. If you're walking in love, God will provide your every need for all time. If you stay in your commandment, the one commandment of love. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's hard. And as time gets closer and closer and the devil's attacks intensify, yeah, it's tough to stay in love. But you get alone and you resolve that and get it out of your life quick. And keep on going for the king. Amen? There's a statistic. Only 20% of the church has ever led someone to the Lord. That means 80% of Christians have never led anyone to the Savior, to Jesus. Could that be a love issue? Because you'll never reach out to anyone but yourself if you're not walking in love. You'll never reach out to a human who's lost. Oh, I don't like the way they looked. Ah, I can't trust them. Ah, they should probably just go to hell. That ain't love. That's not a Christian. That's not what love does. He said, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. It's his mission statement. And it's the mission statement of the church. Amen? If I'm not walking in love, I will never reach out to someone and get them born again. <laughs> the power of God compels us. That's the power of love. Compassion. So I urge you, as God has urged me this morning, if you have any bitterness, any root of offense, sometimes it's hard to dig up roots. Have you tried that on a natural tree? It's hard to dig up roots, right? But you have to get every root underground so that tree doesn't grow again, right? Every root must come out. Every root of bitterness, unforgiveness, unresolved, hatred, variance, offense has to be uprooted from the Holy Ghost and the Word so that it can't grow again in your life and that the kingdom can. You got to pull up the weeds, right? I like Jerry Savelle's word. You got to pull the weeds off your seeds. If your seeds aren't producing, there's some weeds attached to them that are trying to choke their growth. You got to get the weeds off your seeds. You got to go in and deal with your offenses. Amen. 
Amen. I don't trust an offended person, do you? They're not trustworthy. They, they could be moved with emotion. There's still roots tying them up. I don't know who they're going to be one minute or the next. They're wishy-washy. You only can be rooted and grounded in what the Bible says? In love. That's how you get rooted in the kingdom is through love. How you get rooted in the devil's kingdom then is through offense. Amen. Say, I'm a forgiver. The forgiver himself is in me. I forgive everybody, every woman, every man that has ever tried to come against me and my king. In Jesus' name. Now, Holy Spirit, go deep as I pray in other tongues this week and uproot any offense, any unknown sin I may have dealt with or not dealt with. In Jesus' name. Amen. You invite the Holy Spirit, the Helper, to go to work. He will, and He'll help you and deliver you. You can deliver yourself. I know I have. I was living in Studio City, going to culinary school, and I still had roots of offense from my first girlfriend who cheated on me at age 19. And I was like, what, 28? <laughs> 10 years ago? A decade? I didn't know what I did. I didn't know I did. And I was just praying in my room one night, listening to Benny Hinn. Go figure, I ended up being a chef <laughs> before I ever met him. Listening to Benny Hinn on healing. And then I went to James Earl Jones, reads the Bible, the book of Ephesians, my authority book. Played that at night, yelled into my pillow. Had to hit my pillow. Physical stuff. To get aggression out that was in here. Hurt. Offense. That came with condemnation from the devil before I ever was prepared for my wife. I had to forgive my first girlfriend. <laughs> Who would have thought that root was in there? But it was. <laughs> ah! Birth pains. Getting rid of it. Delivering myself with the Word and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So that I was free. And free of that burden. And free of that root of offense. So I could go on and love someone again. Love someone again. Get people saved again. Pray for people's healing again, who I didn't even know. Next week, laid hands on a guy with HIV who was bleeding externally. Laid hands on him, the blood stopped immediately on the spot. Got saved, got born again, got healed. On the spot in the street of Studio City. The next week after I dealt with that offense. Amen. His doctor called as he was walking away, didn't have any money, blessed him with some money. Then his doctor called as he was walking away from us. My doctor just called. He just decided to give me free prescription. Thank you. I said, that's the blessing. That's Jesus. That would have never happened if I was still rooted and grounded and bitter in offense. I would have never reached out to that man. That's what could be holding you back. Weeds have gotten on your seat, choking the word in your heart. You can't reach out to others. Something's holding me back. That's what it is. The root of offense. Get rid of it. Go deep. Come on, man. <laughs> get in there. Amen. We got to be free to set people free. Amen. You can only give what you got. Amen. Get in there. Ooh, that's good. Amen. 
That was a side journey, but very good, right? Much needed of the Holy Ghost. Woo! Jesus. If I have not told you earthly things, I will believe spiritual. No one has ascended. We read that. So Moses lifted up. John 3.16. Come on, all say it together with me. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only... Now quick, John 3.17. See how we got mixed up there? <laughs> we got about 50% ratio on that one. John 3.17, that's just as important, right? For God did not send you or me or his son into the world to judge or condemn the world, but that the world through us, through him, him and us, might be saved. Might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Again, he's come to save. Because he has not believed in the name of the Holy Begotten, the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil, or habitually doing it, hates, hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does, say does, does the truth, comes to the light. That's a doer of the word. You want more light and illumination, more wisdom, more revelation? You've got to start doing what you already know to do. God won't talk to you. Did you know I studied out the scriptures with Abraham after he slept with Hagar, which was his wife's idea? He said, sure, that's a great idea. <laughs> Did you know the Lord didn't speak to him for about five years after that? You study it out. Around five years, God did not speak to Abraham. That means he did the same with David when he slept with Bathsheba. Stepped out of the plan of God until the moment he repented. There's God again. Never left me. Never forsakes me. He was right there the whole time. Amen. But he stepped out of God's plan and God turned off his voice. He didn't do what he didn't needed to do, what he knew to do. So if you're not hearing from God, just go back and do what he already told you. It could be as simple as tithing. Amen. It could be as simple as praying 20 minutes a day. Just, just the simple things that tune you right back to the frequency of heaven. Just a natural thing that you should be doing or not doing that can tune you right back into the frequency of heaven. <sighs> Days of refreshing again. Wow, that was dry. Why did I keep myself in the wilderness when I could have been in paradise? Amen. Three to five years. Wow. Amen. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but the world through him might be saved. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. That they have been done in God. One more passage in the book of Mark with me. Mark 16, if you will. Last page in Mark. Mark 16 and verse 12, we'll start there. After he appeared to Mary Magdalene, who he cast out seven devils, she wasn't saved, she had to be delivered. 
There were demons living in her, seven of them. Jesus had to cast them out. Amen. She wasn't saved. She was a heathen. Sometimes we've got to cast out devils out of heathen so they could even hear her. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the rest. Notice they published the gospel. They told it to the rest. And when you read the gospels, you always see people bringing people to Jesus. You know, that, that's us, the church. Always bringing people to church. That's what we should be doing. Bringing people to Jesus. That's the Great Commission. That's what we're here for, to seek. Not destroy. <laughs> seek and save. Seek and save. Amen. Later he appeared to the leaven as they sat at the table. Get this. And he rebuked their unbelief. He came back from the dead. <laughs> appeared at their dinner table. And what's the first thing he did? He rebuked them. <laughs> he didn't say, and they were like, yes, Lord Jesus, I rebuke thee. Was his first words. To the eleven, I rebuke you for your unbelief and hardness of heart. Notice unbelief will lead to a hardened heart. Faith leads to a soft heart, a pliable heart, a moldable heart, a heart that's receptive to God. He'll do what he says. Hardness of heart, unbelief. Hardness of heart, unbelief. Jesus came back from the dead to rebuke it. Notice that's what he dealt with first before he ever sent them. He dealt with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Any callousness, any coldness, any bitterness, any unbelief. Amen. Why aren't you working for me? I stopped believing. You haven't done anything for me. It, he never misses. <laughs> it's never the Creator. It's always the createe. <laughs> it's always us. It always starts and ends with us. If we're not living in the blessing, it's not the one who said it's finished fault. It's our fault to partake of it. I have news for you today. It's you. <laughs> it's you. Say, it's me. I'm the one I need to deal with. Point to someone sitting next to you and say, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> I'm the one I need to deal with. <sighs> Doesn't that just jazz you up? <laughs> Warren Buffett said, the best investment you can make is in yourself. It pays a thousand to one. That's from heaven. Amen. People will grow around you to the level you grow to. People will experience the kingdom around you to the level you experience it. It's on you. You're going to stand before God himself one-on-one. -on -one. You're not going to be holding your spouse's hand. So you're one flesh, not one spirit. It's just for earth. You're going to be standing one-on-one -on -one with God, giving an account of what you did and what you didn't do. Amen.
Men, lead your house. Amen. You have a help me God gave you. Show her the way. She's there to help you. Give her the vision. That they may run who read it. Amen. I know Calissa gets frustrated. Why doesn't he help me? And I always say in my heart, not out loud, or I get killed. <laughs> I'm not her help me, Lord. She's mine. I don't know how to help. <laughs> I'm supposed to lead. She's my helpmate. She's supposed to help me. I got to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> Amen. There she is. She got that. She heard that one. Hi, I love you. Praise you. <laughs> uh. I can't say it. Uh. Don't do it. Don't do it. The angel's nudging me to say it. Like, it's not funny to her. It'll be funny to us, but... Love you. Help me. But if they don't know what to do, they don't know what to do. So we got to get men have to give their help me a vision. And that's up to us to get directly from God, just like Moses to the people. Amen. Or for the pastor or for the business owner to get the vision from God and give it to the people so that they may run who read it. And have the mission statement posted up. Empowering others to spread the kingdom of God on earth. Amen. That's the vision. Empowering others to spread the kingdom of God on earth. That makes you an empower. You're an ambassador. If you're here. If you were called here. You're being empowered to do that. Amen. You're a saint. You're a sent one. He appeared to the eleven and rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Didn't believe the report. That's like the world not believing you that you received Jesus and he healed your body and prospered you in your finances. They didn't believe their report. To each his own. Keep moving. Don't stop because you got denied. Don't stop because someone hurt your feelings. Your flesh is going to die. I got news. Keep moving. Don't be moved by feelings. Keep going. Amen. Save the next one. Someone else will receive you. Keep seeking. Amen. Keep saving. And he said to them, after he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, he then said to them, go. After he dealt with that. Now go into all, say all, the world. Doesn't say earth there. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says Satan's the God of this world. There's a difference between world and earth in your Bible. World is the Babylonian system of commerce. That means go get a job and go get people saved. Go out there where the people are. Jesus preached in the synagogue, and then for the rest of the week he was out there. Right? Ministering in public. To the publicans. To the sinners. The people outside. Amen. He was in the food business. He kept multiplying food for everyone. <laughs> Amen. So he says, go into all the world, the Babylonian system, and preach the good news to every creature. If you're like me, you'll add the name Hillary, Joe, Kamala, um, 
you'll add these names right here. <coughs> to every creature who's being used by Satan, you've got to get them born again. Convert the head. Then the whole body will be trans transformed. Amen. Go after the heads. Go after the managers. Go after the CEOs. Get them who are already influencing many lives for bad. Get the head. Amen. Somebody's got to get them. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. You may want to write those names again right there. Hillary, Kamala, <laughs> Joe. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. They're already condemned. You just got to save them. And these signs will follow those Christians. Nope. Those who believe. These signs will follow, not Christians. Christians only use twice in the Bible. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, say I'm in his name. They, say me, will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. See, Jesus wants everyone filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking with new tongues. Again, this isn't promised to Christians. Promised to believers. Those who believe shall speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, that's why alcohol couldn't hurt me as a Christian when I went back into the world. This verse right here saved me. They shall drink anything deadly, and it will by no means hurt them. Didn't have liver disease. Didn't have kidney disease. Preservation, amen, through the word. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. That's you and me. That's a promise to you. Whenever you lay hands on the sick, Jesus said, they will recover. It's nice to see it in an instant. But the promise is, they will recover no matter what. You need to know that. You need to move in faith. And when you lay hands on them, you know... That person is getting healed today. Amen. You're the ambassador. You're the sent one. And they will recover. Verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, his disciples, he was received up into heaven. I wonder who received them. Did Elijah and Enoch come down and grab them? Did a host of heaven grab them? Did Michael the archangel grab them? He just was received up into heaven. And sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. Say everywhere. The Lord working with them. See that word them? It's in italics, which means the King James translators added it. It's not there in the original Greek. Okay? That makes it real clear for us. Okay? Because the only thing that got those four girls saved at our night of worship was the word. That's what did it. So that's a big error. Of course the Lord works with you, but that's not what this verse says. It says, They went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Notice that? The Great Commission 
is you speaking and spreading the word. And God working with the word to accompany it with signs following. Miracles happened. Amen. He worked with the word. They got saved. They got healed. They got born again. They got prospered. And they got pizza. Amen. <laughs> the Lord working with the word. With signs following. That means miracles, signs, and wonders. Following the spreading of the word. I, I watched a great YouTube video. Andre sent it to me. And it was this huge MMA fighter. I think he was Irish. Bald head. The guy was intimidating. Huge guy. Tattooed all over. He was a Christian. And a strong one. And he's on YouTube. And the press are in his face with the, with the word. Accu accusing him of stuff. And his only response is, For God so loved the world, He sent His only begotten Son. He used His time on the spot for Jesus. He used His words wisely to preach the Gospel. He did not reply to any of their words. He only spoke the Word of God. And now it has him over a million views of him saying, a recognized MMA fighter, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. Use the paparazzi's time for the gospel. You think God will honor that? I do. <laughs> only replied with the word. How's your day? For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm doing life today. Everlasting life. You want in? Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. Greatest miracle takes place in that instance of time. From death to life. From dead to living. From zombie I'm just going to say it, from Joe Biden to President Trump, from death to life, clear-mindedness. You know, you don't have to suffer with Alzheimer's or dementia if you're a Christian. You renew your mind with the Word of God. Kenneth Hagin died in 2003, passed away. Was he 86, 89? Sharp as attack on his last sermon. Remember dates from the 50s and the 1900s and would pinpoint them. His mind was perfect because he was in this all day. He was transforming his mind with the word. That's the cure for Alzheimer's. That's the cure for dementia. That's the cure for confusion or memory loss is ingraining the word in your mind. You don't have to suffer with that. You can be sharp as a tack to the day you go to be in heaven. Amen. The word works. Benny Hinn, sharp as a tack. In his 70s now. Kenneth Copeland, 86, sharp as a tack. Focused. Wayne Myers, down in Mexico, who's planted 6,000 churches in Mexico, turned 100 the other day. Terry Myers' spiritual father, sharp as a tack. When Terry went down there recently, he said, how's it going, Wayne? He said, Terry, we need to believe for a church. We're planting another church. We got to believe it in. At age 100, knew the amount he needed to believe in, still planting churches at age 100. <laughs> you know, his 100th birthday, and then when I went down for his 98th, it's like the whole city showed up. Mexico City. 6,000 pastors. <laughs> like they all just showed up. Some have fallen away, like they do. 
some were still there recognizing and honoring him. Have you ever had a birthday that big? Where people want to come? <laughs> I meet so many people out there in the world that they put on birthdays for themselves. They spend all this money and hire us to put on a birthday for themselves. If only you would have loved more. People, you wouldn't have to pay people to come. It's true. They showed up, they showed up and honored him because he's such a giver. He'll be there on your hundredth. What have you given? Just keep giving. We're here to give. Keep going. You're blessed in your doing. You're blessed in your deed. Harvest is attached to every seed. Amen. But I just looked at that crowd on his birthday, 100th birthday, and said they all just came just out of invitation. Amen. And honored this man who spent his whole life planting churches for others, serving others. The people showed up. And I think about those people in the world. And I just ask myself every time I come in contact with a new client who has a lot of money, who's going to be there on their deathbed? Will anyone ever show up? What did they contribute into the lives of others? Or did they just live for themselves? There's a lot of Christians who are going to die that way, sadly, who die in their own self and not in him who never gave anything back. It's sad, but it's going to happen. I hope not to be one of them. Jesus laid down his life for us. We're supposed to lay down our lives too. Unless a seed dies, falls to the ground and dies, there shall be no harvest. Unless you die to yourself, you'll never serve anyone else. And Paul said, I die daily. I crucify my flesh daily with my authority. I lay down my life. Whenever I say that in the morning, Lord, I crucify my flesh. I put on Christ. The anointing comes on me. I crucify my flesh. I put on Christ. And in he comes. Holy Spirit comes in. And anoints you for service for others, just like he anointed Jesus, who laid down his life for us all. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for being in the kingdom. We thank you that we have the privilege to receive your sacrifice, accept you and receive you, and now have the joy of spreading our lives with others. Thank you that we're lights on a hill that cannot be hidden. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through our lips, giving others the right words they need to come into life himself as well. One word in season, one word in hurt, one word during the holidays can save someone who's on their way to hell. Thank you for equipping us with the right words, and we'll wait on you till we have them. It can be as simple as just looking them in the eye, giving them the eyes of Jesus in the kingdom and saying, God loves you. God loves you. Jesus died for you. 
You don't have to suffer. Say this with me. Heavenly Father. Simple as that. Just as simple as that. It takes three minutes to save a sinner from hell. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for working in us your great commission. Us, in turn, offer you a great submission of ourselves and our lives to use us to speak to all those around us who you've placed us in contact with to just shine as lights on a hill that cannot be hidden. Bring the church out in these days. Bring them out of their houses, out of isolation, out from under the wisp of COVID. Bring them out into the open, out into the streets, out into the businesses and marketplaces. And for many of you who have done that, your spirit led. You've obeyed and listened. Thank you, he said. I'll use you. Right where I placed you. Watch. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth. Just as it is in heaven. Thank you for equipping us, Holy Spirit. I feel his presence and his anointing. It's just a fresh anointing and a wave of love today. To just wash over you. And to come upon you. To love your way into victory. To love your way into a sinner's heart. And into their lives. Thank you. You are the God of compassion. And you were moved by it on earth. Move us with it as well. We forgive everyone. Every business, every store, every interaction in our daily lives. We forgive them. Thank you for the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. You know, if we can't forgive those who are closest to us, how can we forgive the world? Amen. We love you guys. Be being blessed. There's a fresh spirit, a fresh anointing for that. Compassion and love. I believe it's washing your mind right now. Amen. Washing out those thoughts of hate and variance. I will not retaliate. I will not render evil for evil. I will lay down my life. Even if it means protecting my family. That's love. Love don't die early either. I got stuff to do. I ain't leaving. That's not what I mean by laying down your life. If you have others you're supposed to take care of, you got to live and not die. Amen? <laughs> you're their cover. You're their protector. You're their father or mother. <laughs> so you're preserved and covered to live and not die. Say, I'll live the length of my days. <laughs> when Paul meant I die daily, well, he made it to Rome. He lived out the course of his days. He did not die early. He just meant, I died to myself today. God, take over. <laughs> and he does. And he comes on you for service for others. And you're a light to the world. Say that every morning with me. 
I die to myself today. I put on Christ. That's the anointed one and his anointing. And watch. Watch it come on you. You'll feel it. He anoints you every day if you'll receive it. Amen. Thanks for being with us online. Oh, the Spirit's just so nice. I don't want to leave his presence. just want to keep praying. <laughs> Father, we press into you for more. We press in for you for unity, not division. We press into you for the United States of America. We press into you for union. Help us bring union, not division, wherever we go. Thank you for the power of agreement, the power of unity, bringing your sheep together for a great move of God. Thank you. Use us. <sighs> Say, I believe it. I receive it. That settles it. Amen. We love you guys. We're going to take up, thank you, Jan. Take up our tithe and offering. Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving. Online, you can give too at Elisha Mark Ministries or text to give. Word at the Ranch to number 44321 and partner with us. And don't forget, we've started our Wednesday night services now at the Mission Viejo Community Center. That's every Wednesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. And it's at the Mission Viejo Community Center, 6 to 7 p.m. If you can join with us. Amen forever. Praise Jesus. And then our next night of worship is scheduled for the new year, January 20th. If you'd like to come out and be a part of that. That was an awesome night. Stirring things up in the spirit. Spreading the kingdom on earth. Amen. So we love you guys. You know where you're supposed to be. You're anointed there. Amen. Heaven shows up where you go. So just keep shining for Jesus. We love you guys. We bless you guys. And Father, I pray for a 30, 60, 100 fold return to everybody who sows into this offering this morning. For all the tithers, all the givers, whether it's sacrificial or out of their abundance, we thank you, Lord, for not only matching them dollar for dollar, but for a 30, 60, 100 fold return to them and others to follow them. We bless them. We thank you for them. And just one praise report from our night of worship. I texted it. But a man in Riverside, even though he works at San Clemente DMV, I told him and his wife to come this morning or watch us online. And I got connected with him through Douglas, who was here. And he came to one of his meetings in Laguna Niguel. But he had a severe injury, snowboarding. And he just broke a lot of stuff. And the Lord miraculously healed him. And he received his healing. And now he's at San Clemente DMV just spreading the gospel now. It's amazing. He's a light there. We got to bless him. <laughs> I was like, you're at the DMV? Oh, let me pray for you. <laughs> but he said, it's great. And he's filled with joy doing his job there because he's supposed to be there. And he says, I get to meet so many different people. That's the best part about it, that I get to minister to different ones because it's so fast. And he said, yeah, that's great. But um, he was believing to have children and they could not have kids. And they tried. And they tried. And he couldn't do it. And I got a hold of that at Douglas's house. And I said, oh, that anointing's on me and Clarissa. Let me pray for you. <laughs> you will be fruitful and multiply. That's not the first time. We've prayed for a, a couple at Foothill Family as well in the parking lot. They sent us a postcard 
their baby's already born, but they send us a postcard, we're having our first daughter. And that just brought tears to our eyes. But it's true. Anointing's on different people for different things. Tap into it. And uh, I prayed for him. He got filled with the Holy Ghost that night, too. And we prayed over that. And then he texted me just after our night of worship. The next morning at 9 a.m., when another miracle happened, $2,100 came into a member. Another financial miracle at 9 a.m. the next morning. And he said, both at the same time. And he said, um, last night, she tested positive. We were having our first child. And he said, go figure during our night of worship. What are the, the timing of that? When things were breaking off in the atmosphere and they were tuned in. Amen. Praise God. But he was so appreciative. And I love it. It's just Jesus. It's just the blessing. Be fruitful and multiply. If you can't have kids and you want kids, come talk to me and Clarissa. I don't care how old you are. Abraham was 99. <laughs> Be fruitful and multiply. That don't lift. <laughs> that don't lift unless you stop it. Amen. But the blessing's working 24-7. We're good with four. We love you guys. Have a blessed week. <laughs> Bye online. Thanks for your time. Bless you.